Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. And the beginning of the sermon, actually Diane's going to speak about her own experience learning to walk in trust. Good morning. the years that I have been attending Christ Church, I have learned to try to say yes to God. My first visit to CC occurred when the church was meeting over at Midland Classical Academy. I had not been attending church regularly, um, and then I received many suggestions from friends and from God to get involved again. I responded by suggesting that my daughter, who had returned from college, attend Christ Church when she was looking for a church home. That didn't seem to satisfy God, though. As I continued to ignore God's suggestions to attend myself, one Sunday I accompanied Kelly to church, and I have been attending Christ Church faithfully since. Last year, when I received a call to serve on the building capital campaign, my initial reaction was, what, you want me to do that? (laughs) No way. But after praying about it, I agreed to join the committee without realizing what all it would entail. By the time the committee was formed, the vestry had already chosen J.D. Clote and associates to provide their knowledge and experience in raising the funds needed for our building project. Under the leadership of Greg, the committee was tasked with visiting every member of who attended Christ Church. The committee members were not enthusiastic about these visits, especially when it came to the, the ask part of the visit. We were asked to step out in faith and give it a try. After much discussion, we, dis- we started our visits. I was greatly blessed by these visits I made. They provided me with the opportunity to meet and to get to know, um, to meet, I'm sorry, to meet with fellow members of our church family. I had a chance to chat with friends and to get to know others. I was even blessed by a few free meals. It became apparent how blessed we are here at Christ Church to have such a generous and faithful congregation and staff. Even though the capital campaign visits were suspended because of the pandemic, pledges continued to come in, enabling the building process to proceed. Prior to making any campaign visits, each, of the, each visitor had to complete their pledge. For me, the decision on how much to pledge started low, went high, and ended up in the middle after much prayer and financial review. When we tithe, we are told that we to strive to give 10% of our income. Since I am a rule follower, making my yearly pledge is a lot, was a lot easier than trying to decide what amount to contribute to the building campaign. It took a lot of prayer and much dithering before I arrived at my pledge amount. After submitting my pledge, the Lord filled me with excitement, contentment, and joy. Saying yes to God 
means allowing him to lead me into a new experiences and opportunities. It means stepping out of my comfort zone and responding to challenges. Learning to trust in his guidance and provisions. The results are personal growth, great friendships, and the knowledge that through him, I can do all things. Thank you, Diane, very much. It is always a wonderful thing to hear the testimony of learning to walk more closely with God and to let Jesus lead you. And so I, I thank you so much, Diane, for that. And uh, today, what I want to talk to you about is how wonderful you are. And I know there are people who are critical of preachers who do that. Uh, and I should remind you that you're sinners in need of a God who will save you. But I think you all know that, okay? Yeah. Can you affirm, can you raise your hand if you tell me that you know you're a sinner and you need Jesus, okay? Good. So if, if we're clear on that, then let me take just one Sunday to tell you how much I love you because of the way that you follow the Lord and listen to Him and trust Him and respond when He calls you to. When the vestry met last year to approve the budget for 2020, None of us were aware that the year we planned was not going to be the year we got. I dare say in every business in this city, the budgets that people planned went out the window about halfway through April. It was not at all the kind of year we thought it would be. But Christ is still seated at the right hand of the Father. And he is still interceding for us. And the Holy Spirit continues to guide and comfort us, and our mission to share Christ and make disciples has not changed one iota. And you have not forgotten the mission. I'm here to tell you how I thank God for every one of you. I share the sentiment of St. Paul who wrote, All my prayers for you are full of praise to God. When I pray for you, my heart is full of joy because of all your wonderful help in making known the good news about Jesus Christ. During this time of shutdowns and panics, you continued to pray, and you volunteered, and you supported the mission to which we are called. Our response has not been to lose our heads, run around like chickens with their heads cut off, and just avoid the problem. Instead, we have walked prudently through the problem with the Holy Spirit as our guide. And because of that, we are seeing a deeper commitment to our Lord and the work He has given us to do. During this season of COVID, as churches were compelled to close their doors, your prayer and your giving made it possible for us to open the windows. Because you gave generously, we were able to keep the clergy and staff operating and thinking outside the box. Let me just give you one example here. Uh, Diane Utzman. Because you continued to pray and volunteer and give, Diane didn't have to spend her time going to look for another job. <laughs> okay. Instead, children's ministry did not drop a stitch. Because your giving continued throughout this time, 
Diane Utzman did not have to go out doing that. Instead, she was able to continue here working and preparing home lessons for Wednesdays and Sundays that she sent out, along with additional weekday activities. She was a machine taking care of all of the kids of this church. And even now, she continues to send Sunday curriculum to those children who were still staying home. And even Palm Sunday and Easter, they had special deliveries to the kids because we weren't meeting publicly at that time. And Mother's Day and Father's Day weren't neglected either. Diane figured out ways to have outdoor events so that we could still come together. Father Steve, during this time, was holding Zoom meetings for youth. He was preparing for the well at five, and uh, he worked closely with Diane to uh, help our congregation minister to police and firemen, especially those who had contracted COVID. A lot of you made cookies and prepared bags that we could take, uh, get well bags, take to policemen and firemen who were home with COVID. And that was a real blessing. And, and some of you donated money so that we could also give those, people, those families uh, gift cards at local grocery stores. And then Father Jonathan, he expanded our pastoral care network, creating phone trees intended to keep us in touch with other people so that we weren't isolated. And he also developed a COVID prayer hotline that was for those in need. And on top of that, he used the time to dig deeper into recovery ministries and also significantly expand our hunting and fishing weekends for underprivileged youth. This year, instead of six kids, four kids, this year, we're doing 16 kids that we've reached out to and we're able to minister to. So this is a wonderful thing. And then Debbie Butler has been the little engine that could uh, just kept our music running at full speed throughout this entire COVID time, even for several months when they were having to double up uh, recording morning prayer on Thursdays and offering live Sunday services as well. And let me tell you, when you're recording a morning prayer service for Sunday on a Thursday night, it's hard to remember to say good morning. <laughs> but Shay Hartzer, she did a really cool thing. She was using Zoom to offer creative fellowship and discipleship opportunities. This is a person who only works five, day, five hours a week. But she really was using her brain and being clever. And she had this really cool thing called the back porch, uh, kind of a Zoom get-together where people who were lonely could gather. Uh, Aaron Abbott was keeping our church visible and active on social media. Lynn Casebeer was able to do major records management uh, at the same time that she was continuing to do all of the stuff that she has to do every day because of accounting, her job. And Bethany and Dana had the same amount of publications to create, in some cases even more, and to publish and post online. And Bethany also was working with Juan to make sure that we were catching up on maintenance and repairs. And also on top of that, she was working uh, with a team we uh, recruited to develop a new website, same address, new website, uh, that really is much more helpful and attractive except for the bald guy in it. Okay. And then our junior warden, <laughs> me, not you. Uh, <laughs> Our, our junior warden uh, also was able to complete the work to get our water wells up and running. So we're cutting way back on our city water bills, which were uh, 
any of you who have been on the vestry before, you know how much those water bills were. And by drilling our own wells, we've been able to really save money on that. And all of that has happened and continues to happen because you give generously. It's because of your generosity that we have fed dozens of families and that we help families keep the lights and air on. It's because of your generosity that we've helped several families keep their houses when they were going to lose them. You made that possible. And if you watch morning prayer services during our COVID pause, you know it was your giving that made it possible for us to produce those. And if you're watching the live stream at home right now, you know that it is your giving that made it possible for us to purchase the equipment that allows us now to live stream worship every week so people who are at home or who are homebound can always be connected with our church family in worship. In addition to maintaining your annual pledge and even going beyond that, your giving to the capital campaign has allowed us to continue working with our architects in order to adjust plans for our new buildings. You will hear about all that very soon, and it's very exciting. And on top of that, we have been able to do some self-examination over uh, during this COVID season for uh, clergy and staff where we're looking at how is our best use of our time and our resources to not only minister to our congregation, but also fulfill our mission in the world, reaching out to bring others to Christ. Those are two sides of the same coin, and neither one can be neglected. They are both equally important, uh, ministering to our congregation and fulfilling our mission in the world. And we're not going to sacrifice one for the other. So we're doing more outside-the-box thinking to formulate plans that only a church with a strong, godly vision for its future can imagine. And let me tell you, this vestry has a strong, godly vision for the future of this church. I am so excited about it. And all these things have happened and are happening because of you and your generous hearts. Praise God. It's because, he, you know, you write those checks and you think, well, I wonder where this is going. Well, I'm telling you, it is going to the kingdom. It's really amazing. Now, I haven't even begun to talk about all the mission support that we have continued this year because of your generosity. And let me just say that there are traumatized children in Kurdistan who are beginning to develop greater mental health because of the Christian psychologists who are ministering to them in the refugee camps. These are children, orphans, who watch their ISIS kill their fathers, who watch ISIS use their mothers as slaves until the mother died. And... They are now in this orphanage, and their life has been nothing but trauma. And these Christians are helping them to begin to know a different life. And you can see it in the faces, the before and after, as they're beginning to discern some sense of joy and passion for their lives again. And there are orphans in East Africa this year who are off of the streets and living in caring homes because of you. And your giving has contributed to several families in the Bahamas where the hurricanes hit. Five families in the Bahamas have roofs over their heads because of you and your giving. And your giving has also supported Tom and Susan Talbot as they build their ministry for the Apaches in Arizona. And because of your giving... 
Plans are in the works for a greater mission and discipleship focus right here in the Permian Basin. And locally, your giving also supports orphans, children with special needs, men and women breaking free of addictions, and a dozen other important ministries that we support in this area. Now, why am I telling you all this? I want you to know in your bones, without any doubt, that your personal pledge and your follow-through on that pledge, even surpassing it, which so many people did this year to help us get through the year, that that personal pledge is of eternal importance. One day, you're going to see the difference your generosity has made in this world. And you will also see how God has taken what you returned to him and multiplied it, increasing the blessing for you and for others. And in closing, let me just tell you, when you meet the people whose lives were changed because of you and your generous giving and your heart and your prayer, you are going to rejoice and give thanks that you invested for eternity. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.